Weiss, and welcome to the Bodybuilding Dietitians Podcast. Today, you are joined by your host, Tiara, and thank you so much for tuning in for what is now episode eight of my 2020 comp prep mini series. So today I am recording this on the 8th of March, 2020, which puts me at just over one week post show from the IFBB state qualifiers and just over one week out from the Arnold's Australia amateur bikini show. So pretty much today I'm kind of like in an in-between, if you know what I mean. So in between my first two shows. And, you know, at this point, I'm actually feeling pretty good. I feel like this last week has just been a fantastic opportunity for me to really just assess my physique and see where I stand right now in terms of the different federations that I'm competing in this season and really focus on, okay, how can I channel my energy and how can I channel my efforts in order to improve my physique in order to bring my absolute best and to really just maximize my potential and to be able to proudly deliver a physique to stage that is just damn competitive, you know? So that's pretty much what I've been able to do this last week. I've been able to take a really good look at, okay, where am I currently and where do I want to be? You know, how am I really going to make the absolute most of this competitive season? So There's one show in the books and there's five still left to go. So how can I really make the absolute most of this and see what I'm truly capable of? So it's been really nice, you know, this past week I've been able to uh, really just approach everything with a, a good mindset, a positive mindset, very driven, very goal orientated and realistic too, to say the least. And Just being honest with myself, you know, like that is so important. You cannot kid yourself when it comes to these things. So, you know, going off my podcast from last week where I spoke about the show day recap, you know, and I spoke about how I got second call outs, like I just have to be honest with myself and look at that objectively and just say, you know, Tiara, Right now, your physique just isn't at a level yet to be competitive with the IFBB bikini girls. And you know what? That's okay. I just have to accept that. And I have accepted that. And I've been using a lot of positive self-talk this week and just telling myself that, you know what, Tiara, you couldn't have been any better on Saturday. You know, you brought your absolute best physique so far last weekend and even if you weren't the best in the judges eyes you were your best and you achieved your ultimate goal of blowing your physique from 2018 out of the freaking water okay the girl back in 2018 would have looked at you now you know in 2020 and been like holy freaking shiz thank you so much for putting in that amount of work thank you so much for doing tens of thousands of hip thrusts like you are awesome okay and if the 2018 tiara would have looked at the 2020 tiara and just have been so proud right now that i am the 2020 tiara i need to be really proud of myself and I am really proud of myself and this past week I have just made it my top priority to stay in a really good headspace, you know, keep my head held high, try my absolute best to stay positive and I'm not going to allow myself to dig some sort of psychological pit where I just have a lot of very negative thoughts, you know, and a lot of self-pity and self-doubt and saying things like, oh, I put so much effort into this prep and it wasn't good enough, or it's going to take so much more effort to grow my physique and so many more years of hard work and blah, 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 right? I am not allowing myself to think like that because, sorry to say it, but ultimately that is a loser's mentality, okay? And on the weekend, I didn't lose, okay? I freaking, I won. I absolutely dominated my previous physique. And that was my ultimate goal because for me, 
this really is about self-improvement, okay? Like, obviously, I'm up there and I'm competitive. Like, I am a very competitive person, but my number one competition in this sport is always going to be myself, okay? And it should always be yourself too. Of course, you compete against other people on stage with you, but your number one goal during a prep, it shouldn't be to win, it shouldn't be to get a pro card, you know, whatever, because those things ultimately are outside of your control, you know? That's not up to you, that's completely up to the judges, right? And you never know who else is gonna show up on that stage on that day, but your number one goal and your number one driver for stepping on a bodybuilding stage should be to bring a better package than you did last time, you know? Bring your absolute best physique to date that you possibly could because that way you can confidently say, you know, no matter what, I was my best. I brought my absolute best and that's all you can do, okay? You should never go backwards in bodybuilding. And (laughs) that's certainly, I think that's a pretty good opinion to have, you know, because it is a self-development sport and you're always aiming to develop and improve. But I think that every single time that you step on a stage, you should be better than you were the previous time. You know, you shouldn't ever go backwards. (laughs) But yeah, guys, that's pretty much been my mentality for this week is that I just, I couldn't have been better. You know, that was my best on that day. And it certainly won't be my best, you know, in the future weeks and months and years and decades to come. But that was my best on the 29th of February, 2020 for my first IFBB bikini show. And that was my best that day. But now it's time to accept, okay, that show's over. How can you be better? You know, how can you keep improving? How can you keep climbing the ladder in order to, you know, be more competitive on stage, keep developing your physique, keep developing your stage presence? What can you work on? So this last week, I've just really been able to critically analyze, you know, how my physique looked on stage, you know, what my posing was like, you know, my stage presence, all of that, and just really picking at it with a fine tooth comb and just saying, okay, how can I make that better, that better, that better? And there's a hell of a lot of things that I do want to work on. And again, I have to use positive self-talk and positive thinking, and I need to focus on the future and focus on what's ahead of me and what I can control. I can't get into that mindset of dwelling on the past, dwelling on what has happened, you know, and thinking like, oh gosh, if I would have changed this or that, you know, then maybe I would have been in first call outs. Like what's done is done, you know, and you don't know that you can't change the past. So just try your absolute best to, you know, focus on improving for the future. So I am absolutely refusing, you know, to get into a negative mindset and think like, oh man, if I would have done this and this and this, then, you know, maybe I would have been better. I can't think like that. And that's the thing about bodybuilding is that Every single time that you step on stage, it's going to be a humongous learning experience and you should be able to take some form of constructive criticism away from that and say, okay, you know, how can I improve on this component of my physique or this component of my stage presence in order to be better next time I step on stage? You know, it's all about self-improvement and No one ever steps on a bodybuilding stage for the first time in their life, you know, or steps on a stage for in a new federation and they just blow it out of the park, right? They're the absolute number one. Like (laughs) when you think about all of the professional bodybuilders that you look up to in the industry, they've been doing this for 10 or 20 or 30 or Dexter Jackson, maybe even like 40 years, right? When they look back on their very first time on stage, like, (laughs) oh my gosh, you know, talk about making improvements, right? But that's the thing. These people, 
They faced adversity and they kept getting better and they took it on the chin, you know, and you just keep pushing forward and getting better and better and better. And you keep showing up. You keep your head held high. You can't just like rock up to your first bodybuilding show. All right. Not win, throw in the towel, have a temper tantrum and just give up. Like (laughs) talk about this sport not being for you because When you think about it, the best of the best bodybuilders, they weren't always the best, okay? They were beat before. They were probably beat many, many times, but they didn't give up. They kept showing up. They kept putting in the work because they freaking love this. And they kept going until one day they were subjectively scored as the best. (laughs) So that's the thing, guys, okay? I'm not thrown in the towel. I'm 22 years old. Obviously, IFBB bikini is where I want to be one day. And I swear to God, I will be competitive on that stage one day. But this just wasn't my year. And that's okay because I will keep showing up. I will keep putting in the work. And one year, it will be my year. So it's just a matter of time. It's just a matter of a hell of a lot of effort. And just wait and watch because... Man, I'm committed, I'm disciplined, and geez, I am persistent. I can guarantee you that. So just a matter of a few more years, a hell of a lot of weights lifted, and a hell of a lot of food, and I'll be up there again. I will. Just wait and see. So, you know, moving forward, the next show for me is in 12 days' time. So it will be the Arnold Classic Australia. So... Jack and I, we will be flying down on Thursday, the 19th of March down to Melbourne. And then I will be competing on the Friday morning, the 20th of March. And boy, I'm just really looking forward to Arnold's because it's just going to be another opportunity for me to get up on stage, you know, and showcase my physique, celebrate my hard work, and just another opportunity for me to improve and I feel like doing this show this past weekend in Queensland it just really helped me you know see where I stand right on that stage it helped me set a benchmark for myself it just showed me you know what to expect when I'm competing against the girls in this federation and when I'm ultimately competing with this federation so I feel like approaching Arnold's, I don't have any pressure on me. I'm not feeling any anxiety or any nerves. I'm genuinely just excited to improve upon myself. And God, I just, I can't wait to get up there on that stage again and just have another shot and have another crack at being a better version of me. So damn, 12 days away and I get to do it all again. So It's going to be good. I'm really, really excited for that. And just being able to compete in another state, that's so cool. I've never done that before. So, and I've also never been to the Arnold's Expo either. And it's just going to be such an amazing weekend, you know, just such a fantastic atmosphere surrounded by like-minded people. I'm so freaking excited to go to the pre-judging and the finals for the pro bodybuilding shows. Like Jack and I are buying tickets to those. So, oh my gosh, I cannot wait to see some of my favorite athletes just up there on that stage. It's a, uh, oh gosh, it's, it's going to be awesome. But You know, to be specific, there are quite a number of things that I do want to improve the next time that I stand on stage, you know, because this past week, you know, getting back my stage photos, looking at stage footage, just really being able to critically analyze how I presented myself on that stage, you know, there's a lot of things that I do want to work on. And the main thing is just my stage presence and my posing. So, When I was looking at videos, you know, of how I walked out on stage and all of that stuff, to be honest, I think I was just really, really excited. So I moved a little bit too fast and I wasn't practicing in that manner. You know, when I've been practicing by myself or with my posing coach, you know, I was much slower. I was taking my time. It was a lot more graceful, but I think on show day without even realizing it, like I was so freaking excited, you know, and I was feeling the music and I was feeling the rhythm and 
The moment my name was called and I stepped on stage, I think I was just so freaking excited to be up there that I just rushed it, you know? Like, I just moved through my poses, I moved through my transitions and my walk just a little bit too quick. So that's something that I'm certainly putting a large emphasis on, you know, between now and Arnold's to just really slow it down and take my time and no matter how excited I am, just like be a little bit more graceful, you know, hold my poses a little bit longer, walk a little bit slower, just really have it just be very, just very gracious, you know, and very sexy. So yeah, I don't need to be so quick. And I also think that has been a little bit tough for me as well, because coming from a background of ICN, where it is very fast pace and a lot of energy and a lot of movement, like IFBB is on the other end of the spectrum, you know, like it is very, very slow, you know, like hold those poses, hold those transitions, like whew, just slow it down. So that's probably one of the main things. And then there are quite a number of other things. So for example, when I got my stage photos back, I actually realized that I was posing with my arm quite bent and strangely I wasn't doing this you know over the past six months when I was doing my posing practice you know my arm was a lot more straight but for some reason when I was on stage I don't know just like subconsciously like my arm just became a little bit more bent which is very strange and it just looks different to the other girls so Again, you know, focusing on what I can improve. So I know that I need to improve when I'm doing my front pose, you know, keeping that arm nice and straight with a slight little twist to kind of turn on my delt. So that's one thing, you know, and other little things, for example, when I'm doing my transition from my front to my back pose, I want to put my leg a little bit straighter so that it really emphasizes my glute because my knee was a little bit bent, which still helps to emphasize my glute, but I noticed that a lot of the other girls, you know, they did have their leg much straighter, so I'm going to be practicing putting my leg much straighter. Other little things, you know, when you go from a back pose and they ask you to walk toward the back line, just making sure that I really put a strong effort into keeping my hips up the whole time so that my glutes don't fall and they look, you know, a lot more attractive when I walk and a lot more peachier. Uh, I've also changed other little things. So for example, how I transition from my back pose back into my front pose. I've been practicing, you know, a few changes there. And also I've just had to kind of completely changed my whole entire walkout routine because initially, you know, I was doing a walkout routine where I walked out, I hit a front pose, I transitioned into a back pose, I did a hair flick and I showed off my back, then I did another hair flick, I did a few steps, I did another back pose, I spun around, I did another front pose, walked towards the front, hit another front pose, right? So it was a little bit long, it was about a minute long. But even though that's what I was practicing, what happened on the weekend is that they just want us to walk out on the back line, hit one front pose, and then walk toward the front line, hit one front pose, one back pose, and then walk toward the side. So I've had to cut down my initial routine quite a bit. So I've been practicing a few things there. So Again, you know, every single show, you know, there's going to be curveballs thrown at you. It's going to be a huge learning experience and it's just an opportunity to keep improving and keep learning and keep working. So this entire week, you know, I've just been every single day, you know, just really, really working on these little things. And I have asked for judges feedback, but I just haven't received mine yet. I, I'm, it's only been one week, you know, and given how many competitors they have to get back to. So I'm imagining that I will get it in the next couple days, but I'm imagining my feedback is one is just total lower body development, you know, which is just something that's going to take a good two year improvement season in order to do. Uh, so that's a little bit outside my control for these next 12 days. But another thing is probably just, you know, posing techniques and just tweaking my stage presence, which everyone can work on, you know, absolutely everyone. Even Peter Hartwig keeps improving in his posing when everyone could argue that 
dude, that guy is perfect, but he can critically analyze himself and say, oh, you know, like I want to keep doing this or I want to get a little bit better in that, you know, there's always something to work on. So yeah, just keep improving my posing. That's the main thing. And when I got back my stage photos this week, I was just so happy, you know, I'm so happy with how they turned out. I was really, really proud of, you know, that physique that I was able to deliver and God, I never would have imagined that I would have looked like that when I competed two years ago. So really cool. And, you know, from those photos, I can see that my level of conditioning, you know, I'm on the same level of leanness as all of these other girls. It's really just going to come down to taking a few more years to develop myself more. You know, I just need much bigger glutes. You know, I spoke about this in my last podcast, but It's really just the glutes that I just get smoked in, you know, and even though I'm lean enough and I, you know, I've got a very visible glute ham tie-in and everything like that, I just need bigger glutes because with my proportions, I'm so tall, you know, when I'm standing next to someone who's 10 or 15 centimeters shorter than me, because of the length of their limbs, you know, and the way that their muscles are spread out across that area, they're just able to look much more muscular and fuller than me in their glutes and their thighs and their quads. And compared to me, I just have much longer legs. You know, I just look a lot more straight up and down. But again, that's just the way it is, you know? So I just have to keep freaking training legs over these next couple of years and I'll be there. I'll be there. Should be a good time. Luckily, I love training legs. <laughs> but, you know, other than that, My main focus for Arnold's is really going to be about improving my stage presence and improving my posing. You know, I believe I was conditioned enough for the Queensland show, you know, in terms of how lean I was in my core, you know, the way my delts were popping, my glute ham tie-in, all of that. But, you know, I certainly will be more conditioned for the Arnold's because I'm continuing to push myself. I'm continuing to get leaner because I'm aiming for ICN fitness and ICN sports model, which is four weeks away from now. So I will be more conditioned for the show, but you know, I guess I maybe can probably just put a larger emphasis on doing more lower body work for my pump up, you know, really trying to pump up my quads, you know, pumping up my glutes a lot more. My hamstrings were pretty good. You know, my calves were good last time, but mainly just really trying to get a really good glute and a really good quad pump. And yeah, pretty much, you know, just aim to get up there and be better than I was last time and just have fun. You know, it should be, it should be a really, really good time. I'm looking forward to it. So enough about that because I am going to be talking a lot about IFBB, you know, in my upcoming podcast next week because next week will be my second peak week of my competitive season moving forward into that Arnold show. But now I guess it would be a good time to move into, you know, a bit of a recap of this past week in terms of how my physique has changed. And I can pretty confidently say right off the bat that I have achieved my goal of continuously and progressively getting leaner this week. And I spoke about this on my last podcast, but you know, I am still four weeks away from my first ICN show of the season where I'll be competing in ICN fitness and ICN sports model. And I am very aware that I still need to be leaner. I need to be more conditioned for that show. And I've really, really got my sights, you know, on the ICN shows for really maximizing my potential and making the most of this competitive season and really seeing just how far I can take my physique. So have continued to push myself this week and certainly have continued to get leaner. And not only can I visually see that, but you know, that's also shown in progress photos, progress videos, skinfold data, but Interestingly enough, my scale weight actually hasn't changed too much. So last week, my average scale weight was 58.2, but I did hit those two new lows where I dipped down into the 57s on Friday, which was the day after my first high carb day and the day before the show. So I dipped down into 57.8 that morning. And then on actually show day, I was 57.9 kilograms. And that's all awesome, right? Dipping down into the 57s. But I also have to take into account that 
on those days, you know, like I had a lot less food bulk in me because, you know, remember I was just mainly eating carbohydrate sources and I wasn't eating as many like fibrous vegetables just to limit total gastrointestinal bulk. So I did have less food bulk in me. And also I was very just relaxed, de-stressed. I was in air conditioning all day. You know, I'd only trained once on the Thursday. I rested all day Friday. So I wasn't retaining a bunch of extra fluid. I wasn't inflamed at all from training. So that it does explain, you know, quite a bit why my body weight was lower. All of those factors combined. Plus, I just was the leanest, you know, that I'd ever been before as well. So dip down into the high 57s those days. But this past week, you know, Monday through to Thursday morning, weight pretty much just hung around around 58.2 and 58.1. So it was pretty stable there across the week. But then what pretty much seems to always happen every single week is that when I ran my high carbohydrate days, so this week I did three high carbohydrate days. I did Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, all at 325 grams of carbohydrates compared to the previous four days where I did 200 grams of carbohydrates for my lower days. My weight dropped down into the 57s again. So it was like 57.9 on Friday morning and then on Saturday morning and this morning it was 57.8. So down into the 57s again and that's thrown in there with, you know, my normal eating a lot more, you know, gastrointestinal bulk, a lot more vegetables, training every single one of those days, probably a lot more hydrated to be honest. So yeah, that's pretty much my scale weight this week. But I did just want to touch on that, you know, I am now entering into my 28th week of prep now. So I've done 27 weeks of dieting now, moving into my 28th week. That means that I've been in prep now for well over six months, over half a year. So that's pretty nuts, right? And during that time, I started off at 68 kilograms. Now I'm into the high 57. So I have lost over 10 kilograms. And during the earlier stages of prep, I was following the protocol, you know, aiming to lose between 0.5 to 1% of my body weight per week as a weight loss target, because that's what the literature supports, you know, losing between that 0.5 to 1% of body weight per week in order to maximally retain muscle mass during a dieting phase, right? So I was in that ballpark for, you know, the majority of my prep, but now that I'm actually entering into my competitive season and I've done one show and I still have another five shows left to go over the next two and a half months, I recognize that the bulk of my weight loss, you know, and getting into condition during this prep, it's already been got done, guys. You know, it's been done over the last 27 weeks. So now it's not appropriate for me to still be aiming for those targets of losing 0.5 to 1% of my body weight per week. Like that's just not necessary because I should be in the condition that I am in right now where the bulk of my weight loss during my prep it's already been done over these next 11 weeks and the string of these five shows, it wouldn't be appropriate for me to aim for, you know, 1% of body weight loss per week. Cause let's say a weekly average for me right now is 58 kilograms per week. That's 580 grams. If I was to try to stick that out for the next 11 weeks, that's over six kilograms, right? And no freaking way am I getting on stage at 52 kilograms. Like I would be at such a great risk of losing muscle. So that is just not necessary at all. So right now, what I'm looking for is max 0.5% of my body weight lost per week. So if I am 58 kilograms right now, that comes out to be a max of 290 grams lost per week. So pretty much this last week, you know, weekly average is down by 200 grams. That's pretty much spot on for where I want to be. Like 
Obviously, I want to keep pushing. Obviously, I want to keep getting leaner. I recognize that I will lose a little bit more weight, especially until ICN nationals, right? But at the same time, I don't need to be overly aggressive because I recognize I have been dieting now for over half a year. You know, I am quite freaking lean right now. I've lost over 10 kilograms. And if I do push it too hard, you know, I am going to be at a risk of muscle loss. And I want to avoid that at all freaking costs. So that's why this week I did bring my lower carbohydrate days up to 200 grams per day. And that's why I did three high carbohydrate days instead of two high carbohydrate days, which is the protocol I'd been following since October. Because yes, I'm still on a caloric deficit for four days of the week. And you know, yes, I'm still progressively getting leaner and losing body fat right now, but I just don't need to be so aggressive. I don't need to bring myself down to 150 grams of carbohydrates per day again, right? Like I've been there, I've done that, I pushed through, you know, and I got the results from that, but I don't need to go to that place again. I don't need to go to hell again, okay? I went to hell, I survived, but I'm not going again. I got out. <laughs> but, you know, I just am at that point in prep now where I have lost a significant amount of weight and Yes, scale weight is still an important data point to track and I will continue to track it every single day, you know, and identify trends and pay attention to it, but it's not the driving indicator of my results, right? The driving indicator of my results right now is simply how I look, what my physique actually looks like, how lean I actually look. So I just need to be paying very, very close attention to that every single day at different times of the day, you know, comparing progress photos, comparing progress videos, posing videos, all of that stuff. So, and skinfold data as well, like the types of pumps I'm getting in the gym, just everything. It really comes down to how my physique is looking right now. And, uh, Scale weight will do what it will do. You know, I'm obviously assuming that it will continue to drop. I'd assume that if I aim for around 200 grams or so per week, that it probably is going to get down into the low 57s, high 56s by the time I actually stand on an ICN stage for fitness. So I will be in the high 56s, which is pretty crazy because the last ICN show I did in 2018 when I competed in bikini, I was 56.9 kilograms. And, you know, stepping on stage on the weekend in the high 57s, you know, that was pretty much the weight that I was for my very first ICN show. I weighed around 58 and a half at that show. So very, very similar scale weights, but completely different body compositions, right? Like it was nuts. I just, I need to make more like comparison photos and like post them on my Instagram and stuff because it's pretty crazy, you know, just how much my physique has actually changed without a significant change in scale weight. So it's pretty nuts. And it really reinforces that this is natural bodybuilding. You know, you can't always expect to like put on five kilograms or something in your scale weight and like look even leaner or something. You might actually end up at the exact same stage weight, but look like a completely different person. And that's what matters most is that you look like a completely different person and you look like a completely more muscular and shredded and lean, just strong person. Like that's the main thing, like that you did improve your physique. So yeah, it's always really interesting to compare scale weights between seasons, but the physique at the same time. So yeah, anyway, that was my update for this week. And you know, Given that I am going to still keep my macros the exact same for this next coming week, so four days at 200 carb, you know, three days at 325 carb, and then fats and protein are the same for basically everything. So on every single day, my fats are at 35 grams, low days, protein is 140 grams, high days, I just bring it up to 150 grams just so I can get in some more high biological value protein considering that I'm consuming so many grains, which the protein really, really adds up from oats and wholemeal flour, which I've uh, spoken about before. But you know, another thing that I think actually made me weigh in a little bit higher this week on those low carbohydrate days was actually just an impairment to my quality of sleep. And 
I have experienced this before because, you know, many years ago when I was doing a lot of running and severely under eating, even like the first year of when I actually got into bodybuilding training, but I was still, you know, scared to put on weight and I was still trying to maintain like around this 57 kilogram mark, right? So this was back in like 2015, 2016. I experienced a major impairment to my quality of sleep and it was simply just because I was in such a great energy deficit, you know, and I was at a very low body fat percentage and I was just a very small individual. I didn't weigh very much. So, you know, I think this last week doing those lower carbohydrate days, even though they were higher than, you know, my previous low carbohydrate days at like 150 grams, right? Even though I was still consuming 200 grams per day, it's still all relative, you know? Now I still am a lower body weight overall. I have less body fat on me and I'm still in quite a large caloric deficit. I'm still only eating around 1,600, 1,700 calories per day, right? In between there. So it's still a very large energy deficit. And when I'm in a very large energy deficit, body fat percentage is low and I have a low weight I just like, I will just wake up in the middle of the night and I find it very difficult to get back to sleep. So that's pretty much what was happening uh, ever since show day, you know, so pretty much Sunday night all the way until Wednesday night slash Thursday morning, I was able to fall asleep. You know, Jack and I have very good sleep hygiene. Like we've got a very good sleep routine uh, and, you know, we always go to bed at like 9 p.m. And then I'm usually up at 5.30 p.m. And usually I can just sleep during the night. Might wake up once during the night to go pee, which is normal for me. But then I can get back to bed. But this week, you know, I'd wake up in the night and I'd go pee. And then I would just lay there for like one or two hours just like tossing and turning and thinking. And my mind was going wild, you know. And I just couldn't get back to bed. And it was awful, you know, it was awful. And it was just frustrating because I'm like, I just want to be asleep right now. You know, I need to sleep. And uh, I would still wake up at 530 in the morning. So I was probably losing maybe one to two hours of good quality sleep during the night. You know, it was just very, very broken, tossing and turning. You know, when you're like in that half day sleep where you feel awake, but you're not fully sure. It was just awful. And The worst night was actually on Wednesday night. So Wednesday night leading into Thursday morning. That's when it was, that was my last low carbohydrate day of the week. I woke up during the night to go pee and I didn't know what time it was because I don't sleep with my watch on. I just leave it out, out on the couch. And then I got back into bed, you know, and I just, I couldn't fall asleep. I was just tossing and turning. Like I just felt like I was wide awake and I didn't know what time it was, right? Uh, But like, I heard a dog bark outside and you know, I heard some cars going along. So I was like, oh, you know, like maybe it's morning now. Maybe people are starting their commute. Like, you know, I might as well just get up and start the day. So legit, I just got out of bed, you know, and like, I was like ready to start the day. Went out to the couch to grab my watch, looked at the time. It was 2.30 in the morning and I felt like it was like, 5.30 or 6 a.m. or something, right? Like I was fired up, I was ready to start doing shit. And I was like, frick, it's 2.30, what the hell? Like, why am I awake? So I had to go back to bed. And again, it took me about another hour to get to bed and then finally woke up, you know, two hours later at 5.30 on schedule. Uh, So that was just really frustrating. And I think that's also one of the reasons why I was weighing in higher, you know, in those low 58s all of those mornings, because we all know, you know, uh, an impaired quality of sleep, you know, shortened sleep time. It really can just mess with your fluid balance, you know, your digestion. You just generally always wake up and you are a little bit heavier after you haven't had a really good night's sleep. But thank God, all of my high carbohydrate days, you know, I slept right through the night. I didn't even wake up to go pee, which is crazy. I was just like in a carb coma for like three nights straight and it was so good. And I really do think that's probably one of the reasons why my weight dropped back down into the 57.8s, right? Just because I was finally sleeping through the night. So Oh, it's tough, you know, and to be honest, today's my first low carbohydrate day of the week. And uh, 
I really hope I can get a good night's sleep tonight, you know, because I used to think it was because of caffeine timing, you know, like when I'm quite sensitive to caffeine. So if I have it too late during the day, it would just impair my quality of sleep. But that hasn't happened to me for all prep, you know, like I usually have my pre-workout around 12 p.m., which is middle of the day, totally fine. And then Jack and I train out early afternoon and then I've been able to sleep just fine. But it's just this last week that just, man, the low body fat, you know, the caloric deficit, it really got to me. And it's like I was just waking up maybe hypoglycemic or something. And like, I just wanted to get up and just start doing stuff. Like my body, it didn't want to be asleep anymore. So it's frustrating, but let's hope that doesn't happen this week, but it's it's kind of outside my control. You know, like I can't just have high carbohydrate days every single day. Otherwise I'm not going to be in a deficit. I'm not going to get lean enough. So, oh God, I just have fingers crossed. I can get some good night sleeps on my lower carb days this week. And you know, it doesn't really come down to my bedtime routine or my sleep hygiene because I'd say Jack and I sleep hygiene, it's quite good, you know? Like like I said, my last intake of caffeine is at 12 p.m. in the afternoon, you know? So going to bed at 9 p.m. nine hours later, like the half-life has certainly passed for that caffeine, so it's fine. And Jack and I, we only have our bed for sleeping, right? So at night, you know, we might spend like an hour out on the couch or something watching Netflix. And then at 9 p.m., we tuck in our dog and then we get into bed, you know? And usually I'm just passed out. So yeah, it's worked really well for months, you know, just associating our bed with just sleep and just like watching TV in another room. That's really helped. And I usually eat dinner at like 6 p.m. So it's not like I have a big meal right before I fall to bed and like I'm, you know, still digesting that food. So sleep hygiene's really, really good. It, it really just comes down to, dude, I just need some more food. I need some more carbs and I need a little bit more body fat if I really want to maximize the quality of this sleep. But hey, sometimes sacrifices have to be made, unfortunately. But you know, I'll try to control what I can control and uh, hopefully get some good zzzzzz. But you know, aside from that, this has been a really good week. You know, training has felt awesome. I think particularly because last week I only trained three times. You know, I did my normal session on Monday and Tuesday, took a rest day Wednesday, did a pump up session on Thursday, rested Friday, Saturday was show day, and then I took another rest day on Sunday. So it was a complete deload for me. And oh God, I felt so much better this week. You know, I just, I felt strong in the gym, you know, like I was actually able to beat some of the numbers that I hadn't really been able to hit. Uh, just in terms, I'm generally always lifting the same weight for my lifts, but just like being able to pump out a few extra reps during my sets, like it just felt awesome. You know, it felt really good. I felt super refreshed and just got really good pumps, you know, like especially on my high carb days, because now that, you know, I, as I get leaner every single week, like you can just see the difference more and more when I am carved up, when I'm full, when I'm pumped up, it just, it's so exciting, especially on that Friday and Saturday, you know, the Thursday, which is my first high carb day. Uh, and I train legs that day, I get a decent pump, but still my glycogen storage just isn't full. I really have to wait until, you know, Friday afternoon or Saturday is a really good day because, you know, I've got a lot more glycogen in me. So, oh, the pumps, they look good. They feel good. But Jesus, Thursday, honestly, that first high carbohydrate day, I've spoken before about how it feels really good. You know, that first high day, but like, I felt high, like I felt like I was on drugs, you know, <laughs> and, and I, I'm not advocating for drugs, but I am advocating for glucose and glucose makes you feel damn good. But geez, Louise, I swear as these weeks go on and I push through those lower days and then I finally get to my high days, just feel like a different person. I just, I bounce with every step. I sing to every song. I can't stop smiling. Like I feel just so productive. Like I just, I want to get everything done. Like, oh, I feel like Tierra at level 100. And it's just thanks to just 
a little bit more glucose or, you know, after the three days, a lot more glucose. It's like an extra thousand grams of carbs. So just has me feeling so good and just so strong in the gym. And, ah, Thursday was an awesome day, you know, just literally felt high on carbs. So that was a really, really good day. But you know, this week, it's been a great week of work. It's been a great week of, you know, taking on new clients as well. Just getting back into that routine after peak week because peak week, there was so much else going on. I had to cram a lot of my work into a set number of days. So it was nice to be back into routine this week. You know, just going to the gym every single day, practicing my posing and The thing is right now, because I am, you know, I've got IFBB coming up in 12 days, but I'm also very focused on, you know, pursuing ICN. Every time I go and practice posing, I'll do both posing for both federations, right? And I almost feel like it's equivalent to trying to speak two languages. So being like bilingual and I don't know, maybe I'm like bipingual because I'm trying to do like two different types of posing. I don't know, that's probably very, very incorrect. But yeah, I'm trying to like, I do my IFBB posing routine and then I do my ICN, you know, and I'll practice both, you know, alternating and stuff like that. Uh, So it's kind of like swapping and turning, right? So it's definitely adding a level of, you know, difficulty, but um, I love the challenge. And yeah, it it is good. It, It is really, really fun. And I'm uh, starting to go to all of the ICN posing workshops every single weekend. I just went to one today with Jason and got some really, really good feedback from him. Just, you know, about where my physique is sitting right now, being four weeks out from the first ICN competition. And I just got some positive confirmation from him saying that I'm pretty much spot on for ICN fitness and ICN sports model and just to keep doing what I'm doing and keep pushing and yeah, I think he has confidence in me and I'm I'm really excited to keep going, you know, and I'm really excited for the ICN shows. I just think they're going to be so much fun, you know, and after doing these IFBB shows, there's just, there's no nerves, there's no anxiety about getting on stage. I just can't freaking wait to get up there and have fun and man, just like, put on some flat shoes and pose for sports model. I am so keen. I'm so keen. So yeah, continuing to go to those workshops every single weekend, you know, just keep improving my skills and practicing every single day by myself. This week, you know, I've really learned how to get my lats out, which has just made a world of difference to my front pose. Just being able to pop my lats, like, it just creates a completely different look to my physique. I'll need to post a photo of it this week. Uh, But yeah, just being able to actually activate and pop my lats, it's really cool. It's really, really cool being like, whoa, what are those little little muscles poking out under my armpits? Like, and look how much smaller my waist just got and how much broader my shoulders just got. Holy shiz. So yeah, pop your lats, man. It's really cool. Uh, but yeah, mainly the main thing for ICN posing that I really just need to work on is my back pose when I do my arms down, because I always pose with my arms up, you know, and that does look best on me. But Jason does say that, you know, if they do need to do comparisons in the open divisions, they will ask the girls to all pose with their arms down. So I need to be able to do that. And it's quite interesting this week, you know, like trying to do it, I'm able to get one side of my back activated. So my left hand side, but my right hand side, when my arms are down, like my trapezius and the muscles in my scapula, they just aren't popping at the same. It's, it looks so weird. Again, I'll need to post a photo in this coming week when I can actually post a transformation for how I've learned how to do it. But it's really strange guys, because when I try to get into this pose, because only one side of my back is activated, it looks like I only train the left side of my back and the right side of my back is just like flat and has no muscle. It's, 
it's really weird and it is something that I'm going to be working on again every single day to just be able to just turn on both sides of my back because my back is one of my strongest points you know especially it's just because I grew up playing a lot of sports that just involved a lot of upper body so you know swimming and playing softball and playing hockey and basketball and all of these different sports, right, just developed very good, you know, upper body musculature. And I've continued to develop that. And I love training my back, but I really want to be able to pose correctly if I'm asked to do this arms down pose. So yeah, Jack and I have the double mirrors set up at our house. So I certainly will be practicing that every single day, just turning my back on and I will get it. Okay. Promise by this time next week, I will, will get it. I, you can hold me to that. Okay. I will be able to turn my back on and I'll post that photo to show just how freaking wonky it looked like today and how good it will look like in a week from now. So yeah, just wait for that one. <laughs> but you know, guys, that's pretty much a recap on this last week. And, uh, this next week moving forward, it's pretty much just about keep going, you know? So like I said, this is my 28th week of prep now that I'm entering into, so just keep pushing. And the plan is to pretty much just stay on track, just like I have been for the last 27 plus weeks. So yeah, I'm gonna be keeping macros the same as last week. And uh, so those four low days from Sunday until Wednesday at 200 grams of carbs, and then Thursday, Friday, Saturday will be three high days at 325 grams of carbs keeping training the same, you know, I'm still doing three lower, two upper sessions, two rest days. I'm going to be practicing my posing every single day, just trying to keep my cool, you know, really, like I said, just trying to get some really good quality sleep this week. I'm really, really hoping and yeah, just make the most of it, you know, just stay in a good mental headspace, just stay goal driven, you know, tunnel vision, focus on what I can control, you know, and just try to, uh, take advantage of that and keep working, you know, got quite a few new client inquiries this coming week. So have quite a few new initial consults, which should be really good. And yeah, things are just, things are looking good this week. I actually even have a meeting with Joey Cantlin on Wednesday. So I'm going to be doing a posing lesson with Joey and just having a consult with him, you know, just to get a good pair of second eyes and just a very honest opinion about where he thinks I'm sitting right now, you know, in terms of my physique being this far out from the ICN shows, because Joey is pretty freaking renowned in this industry for delivering top level female athletes in the fitness and sports model categories. So just getting a good second pair of eyes, you know, honest opinion from him and just, you know, hearing about what he has to say about, you know, how I've approached this prep and his recommendations for moving forward. So really, really appreciate that, that he's seeing me. So that should be on Wednesday and I can report on that next week. Really looking forward to that. But yeah, you know, not much else. Just, uh, just another week, just keep moving forward, keep ticking boxes. Should be a really good week. And the next podcast will be my second peak week plans because when I record this podcast next Sunday, you know, four days after that, I'll be flying to Melbourne for the Arnold's. So how flippin' exciting. Oh my gosh. Wow. <laughs> it's all happening, you know, like that really like freaking tough part of prep is just like, it's over. And now like these next 11 weeks, like another five shows, I just get to celebrate like every second weekend. Like, oh, so exciting, man. So exciting. We made it, but we haven't quite made it, if you know what I mean. But yeah, it's certainly entering that celebration, have fun phase. So yeah, looking forward to it. But you know, guys, this will be the end of this episode. Thank you again so much for tuning in and if you did enjoy it, please feel free to tell your family and friends about it, take a screenshot, post it to your Instagram stories, tag myself, tag the bodybuilding dietitians, and I will catch you next week for episode nine and peak week number two.